This is Cliff Central. A warm welcome to the Open Book, Thursday, the 24th of September. It is Heritage Day, and uh, so we're going to be kind of speaking on that subject today on the Open Book. Um, kind of a weird Thursday, I must say. Um, I think it's the first time I'm sort of doing a show on a public on a public holiday. Um, it feels like it feels like a Sunday out there. Well, I guess probably the perfect time then to do a show such as such as the Open Book. It is also our tenth show this week uh, that we that we're celebrating. If you still want to catch any of those, you can actually go into the podcast or you can get to the Cliff Central app and listen to the other nine podcasts. Uh, very interesting subjects that we've been speaking about. Um, we spoke about overcoming temptation. There's been one called Virtuous Women to celebrate Women's Women's Month, which uh, which was last month. Um, we've had other other interesting topics last week. It was um, it was tradition versus religion, um, and we tried our very best uh, to to really just clarify on where we should we should draw the line between our cultures and Christianity. And really, just uh, just a huge thank you to my guest who came through last week, Pastor Dick Koza, who really cleared the air on the subject. And also to my younger brother, Pelo Bala, who was bold enough to speak about his experience as a Sangoma, what he learned from that experience, and also his path back to, to Christianity. Now, what I learned from last week's show is that it is important that we find our identity in Christ. And once we do, we should use it to worship our God in spirit and in truth. And that it is impossible to worship God in honesty if we are not ourselves before Him. Now today's show is all about us celebrating our individuality with the topic, here it is, hashtag unity in diversity. And this topic, as I said before, is in celebration of Heritage Day. Heritage Day is a South African public holiday celebrated today on the 24th of September. And on this day, South Africans across the spectrum are encouraged to celebrate their culture and the diversity of their beliefs and traditions. That is what it's about. It's about us celebrating our individualism. God created diversity and he is the God of a diverse people. One only just has to look at nature to see just how creative and diverse God is. And so in our diversity, God still calls us to unity. The book of Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 14 reads as follows. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. And so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And to add on to that, yet we are all one in Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 reads, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ. You got that. For any of you who've ever been um, to to nightclubs, uh, you will know that the more exclusive the club is, the better. You know, the less people they can allow in, as long as they can allow you in, the better the experience is going to be. Well, Christianity um, should not be reflective of, of this, because if the world boasts in its exclusiveness, then the church, no matter how diverse, should boast in its inclusiveness. On that note, 
A very warm welcome to you all in the open book. Once again, our theme is unity and diversity. And um, I've got some wonderful guests who are going to come and speak to us on this. Actually, um, people from, from different, from different parts of Christianity, from different de- uh, denominations. Today, I want to learn. I want to learn about, uh, about, uh, last week we learned about other cultures and we learned about our own culture. And, uh, and today we're going to just learn about others and, and hopefully we're going to just leave out of here absolutely empowered. So come on, stick around right here on, uh, on the open book. This is Cliff Central. So on the open book today, I've decided to invite uh, guests from two church denominations as we celebrate unity in diversity on this Heritage Day. Um, I believe that once one gains confidence in their path within Christianity, it is vitally important to learn about different belief systems. I think within uh, within Christianity, and uh, if you want to, you can even probably take it as far as learning about other religions, uh, without of course disregarding the study of uh, of the Word of God, which is this open book, which is the Bible. Not only will uh, this give you a better understanding of Christianity, but uh, it will also allow you to exercise compassion and love towards others. The more we know. Uh, the better we can understand others. Hey, Duncan. Definitely. <laughs> That's the first time Duncan has actually said a word on uh, on the open book. Uh, he's a wonderful engineer. What do you call an engineer producer of the show? Let's just call it technical director. Technical director. Yeah. Yeah. So we even have compassion towards Duncan, who's uh, who's who's sitting right here. Jesus, when speaking to the Samaritan uh, woman, had a had a great understanding of her belief system, and that's why he was able to. To reach out to her, uh, with, you know, like with love, without making her feel, uh, feel like, you know, there's this man standing next to me who, um, who thinks so highly of himself. Um, and so did, and so did Paul, uh, Paul who wrote a third of the, of the New Testament. He had, he had a, he had a great understanding of, of the gospel, um, and also about other, you know, like other, other cultures, you know, such as such as the Jews, the Greek, and also and also the Romans, and that's why he was able to appeal to them in the way that they understood. Um, I guess when they say, you know, when in Rome, uh, well, not do as the Romans do, but speak when you speak like the like the Romans, you know, people then start to start to hear you out, if um, if I can put it out like that. So when it comes to denominations, um, God did not uh, create this layer of diversity. Man did this in his walk and exploration of Christianity. Yet the one thing that unites us all is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and the Word of God. And I think just, just by that alone, you know, we should be able to, to sit down and to, and to hear each other out. So we can at least, if we don't necessarily agree, but to at least understand where the other person is, um, is, is coming from. Now, my first guest is, uh, is Mr. Thomas Dube, who is the branch president of the Cosmo branch of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mr. Dube, welcome to the Open Book. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. Uh, we're grateful to be here. Now, now I've always known, I mean, I know this is quite a long, it's, 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 it's quite a long name for a church. Is this what you I mean? Like, is this what you call it? Do you always have to, have to refer to it by its full name? Well, the full name of the church, as you rightly say, is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. Um, In many instances, we are known as the Mormon Church, and many people refer to us as the Mormon Church. But uh, in terms of our name, the name is is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We do not mind being referred to as the Mormon Church. Oh, you don't mind? Yes, we don't mind at all. Yes. Okay, cool. And and, um, and, 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 And where does this name... 
what does this name represent? In other words, like, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like, what does Latter-day Saints mean? So, basically, we believe that the when Jesus Christ was here on earth, he um, established his church. Mm-hmm. And by the Church of Jesus Christ, obviously, this denotes that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. that he's the head of the church. Mm-hmm. And that Latter-day Saints really is simply a description of the fact that it is a restored church in the latter days, as we believe the original church was established by the Lord Jesus Christ uh, during his time and his ministry here on earth. So the latter days just refers to the fact that uh, the church has been restored since the 1800s and in these days that we're living uh, today. And what is the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I'll say the full word. Yeah. So in the in the eighteen hundreds, once again, um, a young man by the name of um, at the time, you know, Joseph Smith, mm-hmm. um, was seeking um, the truth uh, for himself. He um, was a person who was learning a lot about the gospel, and um, there was a lot of confusion in his mind about um, you know what the different denominations were saying and what he was learning. And he took it upon himself to actually go and pray to the Lord to ask for direction. And uh, in, in that, um, he then was visited by um, Heavenly Father himself and Jesus Christ. And um, um, many other revelations came through, which then led to, um, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ being born at the time, as I said, a restored church. In addition to that, and which is why we are referred to as the Mormon Church, Mm-hmm. We also um, um, was revealed to him a, a set of uh, scriptures, which is called the Book of Mormon, which we call another testament of Jesus Christ, which was basically the writings of people who lived and prophets who lived um, in the Americas at the time, um, who wrote down um, their experiences, their revelations and their journey. And uh, in, in our church, we regard that as another set of scripture in addition to the Bible. And so we call it another testament of Jesus Christ. And so hence a lot of people refer to us as the Mormon church. And so the prophet Joseph Smith um, then uh, led the church um, and the church obviously grew up to today. And ever since then, we've always been led by a succession of prophets um, and today we have a prophet, and his name is Thomas S. Monson. So Thomas S. Monson is still is still alive. Correct. Yes. And he's the is he still writing scriptures, or um, or is that book sort of sealed now? Is that it? So basically, the Book of Mormon, as I say, is a collection of um, the writings of people who lived um, in the Americas, um, and um, that book is closed. Um, but we believe in continuous revelation. Mm-hmm. which means that even up to today, um, we have, for instance, um, a general conference that takes place biannually, um, and we regard the words that come out of that, that are written um, out of that, as part of our scripture in terms of us learning and hearing the word from, from, from the prophets. Okay, so um, so, it, I, so I want to try and understand. Yes. Um, so 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 you regard the Bible as holy scripture, correct? And then you regard the scriptures also holy scripture, yes. sort of in the same 
in the same in the same level correct as um as 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 the as the bible correct most oh, okay. definitely most definitely um when were these when were these scriptures i mean like where uh, how many how many prophets just out of interest how many how many prophets wrote these new um these new scriptures um i wouldn't be able to immediately tell you the number of prophets mm-hmm. as such but um it is um really a collection of prophets over time and um it contains and then the last prophet basically to um to uh, to put it together um all these writings um is is mormon and and hence oh. the book is referred to as the book of mormon oh okay cool yes. so mormon is an actual yes is an actual person correct correct wow. yes Oh, uh-huh. amazing! Um, coming back to the belief, you know, like to the belief yeah. of Mormons, mm-hmm. um, do uh, do you believe in heaven and hell? Well, Is there? I mean, like, what's your what's your because because everybody always wants to know that you know comes to Christianity. <laughs> I think that's always the one place where you know, like, we start have <coughs> I start having differences with people and not necessarily Christian. Yeah. Um, w- w- when it comes to just you know just belief as a whole. Yeah. So our belief is that um, the uh, within the um, you know the realm beyond this life that um they are there are different degrees of glory um that's what we refer to as the celestial kingdom. We mm-hmm. talk about the telestial kingdom and the terrestrial kingdom, and depending on how um we lived our lives um during this mortal journey um if we have been faithful and have been following the Lord Jesus Christ and have done all that we could possibly um, within our human limitations that we would then be reunited with heavenly father again. And we call that exaltation to live with him in the celestial kingdom. And so that is something that we all strive for, mm-hmm. but we also believe that um, they are, you know, uh, different degrees of, um, you know, sometimes people would be faithful, would, mm-hmm. f- would follow the Lord Jesus Christ, but maybe to not to the extent um, that they should, and and therefore they would then go into a different one, and and oh. and of course there'll be people who um, um, uh, do not, you know, have not have done things that are not in line at all. Have had other people have been evil in a way, um, and and that they would also, you know, uh, go to a different degree. So I wouldn't say that we necessarily believe in a literal hell um, as such, but we say that there will be different states uh, in which people will find themselves as a result of how they've lived their lives here on earth. Okay. And this is, um, and I mean, would you know what, what scriptures those is based on? Is, is that, is, is that just a Mormon belief or is it something that you, that you find in the Bible that maybe some people have sort of missed? Well, I mean, this is was part, that revealed. In yes, other words, this is yeah. part of of the modern revelation that would have um, been um, received by the prophet uh, Joseph Smith. Okay, yeah, correct. Um, there's also, I mean, like because obviously I was reading through, and yeah. and, and I wasn't reading, you know, I wasn't reading at other at other, you know, like at, at other people's views in terms of Mormons, but I actually went to the, yeah. you know, to your uh, to your website. Correct. And you have a different belief in terms of, I mean, like what do you have a you have quite an interesting belief in terms of family and how yeah. fa- and uh, and the idea of family after yeah. after death. Yes. Do you maybe just want to share that with us? Yes. Most certainly, we believe that family is uh, is meant to be eternal, mm-hmm. and and that means that the family unit will survive this mortal um, life or this mortal um, uh, time, 
and that the, the family is actually intended to be eternal. And as a result of that, when we do get married, um, we get married in the temples, uh, which we also believe a great deal in. And mm-hmm. uh, when we get married in the temple, we are married for all time and eternity, uh, which means we do not believe in marriage being till death do, do us apart. Oh. Uh, we believe that marriage is meant to last beyond beyond the grave. Mm. And um, speaking about speaking about uh, speaking about marriage, um, you know, when I switch on to entertainment and uh, and all sorts of you know and all sorts of entertainments, I always see um, a lot of you know like there's uh, there's polygamy, yeah. which uh, which is associated with with Mormons. Mm-hmm. Where does that I mean? Is that a myth? Is that truth? And where does that feature? Um, and could you yeah could you maybe just uh, just elaborate yeah. on that for us? So in the in the early um, history of the church, when the church was established, um, the um, the members then uh, did practice polygamy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the church um, also towards the late eighteen hundreds actually abolished that, and uh, it's something that we basically haven't really practiced for for a very very long time. And it is something that is is not really something that we do at all. Um, if you speak to any of the members today, none of them have got any experience of polygamy because, as I say, it was already, you know, um, stopped and uh, um, in the 1800s already. Okay. So, yeah. was it something that was 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 something that was encouraged before, or it's just how people lived anyway, whether they were Mormons or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, generally, I would say that um, as a church, yes, um, it was. Um, Something that was practiced in the church. Mm-hmm. And my, my understanding of that and looking into it is that, um, at the particular time, Heavenly Father would have had his plan and, uh, in terms of what needed to be done at that particular moment. And, uh, in this instance, um, as yourself would read in the Bible, uh, polygamy is not something that was, uh, also unheard of <laughs> during those times. So it was, yeah. It yeah. It was, the... it was part, part and parcel of the okay. So, so it happened at a particular moment. Uh, it had, a, I believe, a particular purpose that the Lord had. Mm-hmm. And once it had, um, shall I say, outlived its usefulness, uh, for the purposes of the Lord, uh, it, then it was, it was done away with. Um, okay. yeah. So that, that really is, is the position okay. currently. Yeah. No, I think fair answer. Um, yeah. Sally just, uh, just wrote to us and said, yeah, the moment religion has been bashed through history, throughout history, uh, well, so is Christianity, <laughs> yeah. throughout history, um, how do they keep the faith? And is it true that they believe in polygamy and, and incest? Um, which, you know, you, you've just given yeah. us the answer to that. Correct. I'll get back to the first one, but mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, in terms of the incest and, and all that, you know, yeah. a lot of people say, yeah, well, you know, um, when, when, when Cain and Abel, um, I mean, like when, when Cain killed Abel in the Bible, who are believed to be, to be Adam and Eve's mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. the, um, which were the first people on the earth. How did Cain go and, and, I mean, like, who did Cain then marry? I mean, yeah. wouldn't that be incest? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I believe that, you know, marrying someone of your family was sort of allowed up until the moment that, you know, it wasn't allowed, which is obviously when the, when the law came. So, yeah. 
I can start to understand that, you know, and maybe just one of the things that um, that people just like, you know, just love to play on. Yeah. Those who hate, if I can, <laughs> if I can put it like that, I always feel that, like, you know, haters will hate. Yeah, you know, no matter uh, no right. matter whether you you do something good or right. you or you do something bad. But thank you for clearing some of those, and mm-hmm. and we and we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of ca- uh, come back to that. Yeah. But maybe out to end it on a bit of a positive note. Yeah. not that it hasn't been positive all along. <laughs> uh, maybe we can just answer Sally when. Uh, when she's asking, is it a she, Sally? It could be a guy. Okay. Um, the Mormon religion has been bashed throughout history. How, how, do they, how do they keep the faith? Well, for me, the, the easiest is the testimony that I have. Um, and, um, you know, and, and the testimony that I have is that I've been a member of this church now for 25 years. And so mm-hmm. I have, I've grown in this church. I, I joined the church in my teen years mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and my experience in the church has been nothing but positive. Um, I have mm-hmm. had my family, um, uh, come into the church as well, um, including my parents mm-hmm. and, and, and all the people that I've associated with over the 25 years that I've been member of this church have been great people, have been people who love God, have been people who love their communities, have been people who are upright, honest, who serve the Lord. And um, I met my wife in the church. I'm now a father of three beautiful children. Wow. We love the Lord. And for me, that is the greatest testimony. As you say, people always have their perceptions and uh, always have their sometimes based on misinformation, sometimes based on a lack of knowledge. And that's why I appreciate the opportunity to have this platform. Mm, but no, yes, uh, for me, the testimony that I have is the greatest thing that comforts me. In fact, uh, quite frankly, I'm not worried a bit at all uh, because my I life can, I can is see a you testament, chill- testament you so, of it. You're so chilled on that chair, the way you're <laughs> sitting right now. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> Listen, yes. thank you so much for thank coming you. through. And we're going to speak to you just a little bit later, cool. uh, right cool. after this ad break and, yeah. uh, and a song that I'm going to play. Um, I'm going to speak to one of my favorite people, uh, Pastor Jackie Jackie Rive. How do you say Rivers, right? I keep on saying Rivers. You can say Rivers, 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Rivers is kind of a Rivers is actually, is actually yeah. the right word. So I'll be back with uh, Jackie Rivers after this. Choice. Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. The Open Book on CliffCentral.com. Jackie Rivers is a pastor of Grace Point Church in, in Lone Hill. Uh, this church started out as Lone Hill Methodist Church before it changed its name. You see, Jackie, I've done a, a bit of my research. And, uh, and now they're called, now they're called Grace Point. Yep. Welcome, Jackie. And thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're supposed to, you're supposed to fly out to PE. Yes, I'm going to PE, but I'm only flying this afternoon. So I managed to move my ticket. Oh, um, it was stuff. good. So I can kind of spend some time in Joburg and then get to the Windy City. Yes. Yeah. That's my hometown. Oh, good job. Yes, yeah. Okay. That's my hometown. We spent three years in the Eastern Cape, but in East London. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to PE. It's very beautiful. We've actually got a, um, 
we actually grew up at a Methodist church in uh, in in Utenig. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's there's one big one there. Um, yeah. I, don't, I actually didn't know that it was called the Methodist church. I just knew it as a Wisile. Okay, Wisile. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, yeah. Okay, wonderful. I think we might even be very close to that area because there's the conference. It's the Methodist church has their annual conference. Yeah. It's in PE, and I'm going down for the conference. Oh well, I've actually got a picture um picture of my mom wearing uh wearing the red. Yeah. You know the red uh the what is it Manana? called? Yeah, the manana. Says, yeah, manana. Yeah, the manana. Yeah, the manana outfit. So, yeah. uh, so, so, yeah. I mean, like you know, I've got a, I've got a huge history. I've actually got a history with the Mormon Church as well. Wow. Um, I went to the temple at in in Salt Lake City, oh. um, and actually sang with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Wow. Yeah. Well and I was at the Dragonsburg Boys Choir. Yeah. So yeah. So I've had Beautiful. my experience. So you know. Yeah. So don't tell me that I'm not trying to favor okay. anybody here. Yeah? <laughs> 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 I've got a bit of a history with uh, with both of you. Um. So yeah, so why the ch- uh, or, or why the name change, Jax? Well, basically, we we started off um, in a school which was in Lone Hill, so we were mm-hmm. at the at the prep school in Lone Hill. So we were very geographic specific, um, and it was kind of easier just to be known as the Lone Hill Methodist Church. Yes, and we were moving across the river uh, to an area that's called Glen Finness, and it didn't make sense to be called Glen Finness Methodist Church. Um, just in terms of the way we, you know, you often get bound by an area and areas change names, you know, as you know, yeah. so we thought, no, um, it would be better to speak about something that defined us as a community. And we went through an incredibly interesting journey and the name Grace Point emerged and that really fits well. And it is something that we've been excited about because it speaks about grace. And for us, um, grace is really the journey yeah. of, of discovering how we really are loved and how we're supposed to love and how we're supposed to exist and so it's been grace point so it's been interesting so that we need to be the point of grace all the time so your mm. your subject today is good and it's it's really what it's about it's unity Absolutely. and diversity it speaks about grace so that's where grace point um still came about thank you and who is the um who is the founder of the methodist church John Wesley is the founder. Mr. Wesley himself. himself. (laughs) Like Mr. Mormon. Yes, Mr. Mormon. And there's Mr. (laughs) Wesley. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. He was never a Methodist. He was always an Anglican. Yes. And he actually died an Anglican. And I'm not a Wesley scholar. And I'm paranoid about saying something wrong about Wesley. And just now you're going to get a whole bunch of um, interesting messages that will give you incorrect information. But I definitely know the one thing I loved about Wesley is that he was relevant for his generation. He looked at the world that he lived in and faith had been a huge heritage in him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he really came from a family that were basically in the church as well. And he, he faced the social injustices, the difficulties, the challenges, and he moved with the times. Yeah. Apparently he, he made songs. He and his brother sang songs in bars. He sang songs in bars. Yeah, that's what he did. He yeah. preached in, yeah, he, the, I know it might kind of sound crazy because a lot of those hymns that we sing today, some of the hymns that we know, um, that Charles Wesley, his brother wrote were actually tunes to bar songs. Wow. And he took, he took faith out to people, to like, just like the everyday person on the street. Wow. He kind of preached in foundries and in the mines and opened a whole lot of hospitals. So he was, he was really a great social activist that, you know, brought about a change of our faith. So, yeah. yeah. And you know, um, obviously, obviously then he built a church which was, uh, which was way different or, or, or at least the church came from his ministry. Which was, um, which was way different from the, from the Anglican church. Yeah. And I must say, having been to your church, 
um, and, and and having you know like having having you know growing up Methodist. I also went to St Stephen's College, which okay. is a Methodist, yeah. which is which is a Methodist school. Um, I got there, and, and 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 then you know your husband Gary, he's like, yeah, no, so we're Methodist church. I'm like, really? There is nothing. Methodist or about the method yeah. that um, that you all used. I mean, why the why the change? Well, to kind of explain to, to to kind of explain to our listeners, you know, you guys have got a band there. You know, people put their hands up. There is radical preaching. Um, why the? No, I, I hope not to get into trouble. Why? I mean, like, why the change? And is that how it was, or is that what you guys have uh, have sort of you know has sort of grown the church to be? You know, it's interesting because, um, Gary, Gary has actually, he, when he was, from the time he was a baby, mm-hmm. he was kind of baptized, christened in the Methodist church. He's always been a Methodist and he's nearly 50 today. So that's, he's oh, kind wow. of grown up in that whole story. Um, I was actually a Presbyterian and then spent a little bit of time in the Assemblies of God and then yes. back into the Methodist church. So kind of, we've come from a bit of a diverse history of Christian faith. But I think that when we landed in the Methodist Church, we we kind of found something that was um, sort of the in between. Um, you know, it kind of felt a little bit with a structure that we kind yes. of we kind of liked, and also it was a little bit free. And when we started the church, we were really privileged because we basically were given an opportunity um, on a really big piece of property to start a new worshiping community, and we started that community and. You know that what's really nice about the church is there were very little um, prescriptive instructions on how you begin a new society. We got a lot of freedom, and we really wanted something that would be something that would be African, something that would be ancient, and something that would speak to our heritage and our faith. And you know that's really what gave expression to it. So strangely enough, the Methodist has. A huge diversity. Um, many churches still sing the Umbidesha on a Sunday, mm. the Siakadumisa, um, oh, the Nikova. Wow. I, yeah, I, you know, so, um, some churches sing hymns, some churches preach in different languages. So it's really an interesting church that's got massive diversity. Mm. So quite a lot of churches have bands and worship teams and we're kind of, we're trying to find a new subculture that's really speaking about, you know, what is our worship and still drawing from our heritage. And that's kind of how it emerged. So we wanted something to be homely. We wanted people to feel at home when they walked into the church. We never mm. want to lock the doors because we want it to be open. And I did say, you know, it is it is about inclusivity and not yeah. about exclusivity. And so anybody should be allowed, yeah, you absolutely. know, to come in and, and, uh, and everybody should, uh, should really just feel welcomed. Yeah, well, we try. Yeah, well, well, I definitely, uh, you know, I definitely felt welcomed. Uh, Coming to the questions that you know, like that, I asked, uh, that I asked, uh, Mister Mister Dube. I wish I could call you. I wish I could call you Pastor. You could, but but you don't use. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't use. You know, you don't use those. uh, You you don't have those terms at your um, at your church. And I come back to you, Jackie. Um, Salvation. Uh, What do the What do the Methodists? And Grace Point, believe in. It's pretty easy for us. Um, saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Ephesian passage, which was saved by grace through faith. 
And there's nothing that we do of our own. It's God reaching out to us. And we believe that God, we've kind of got these two words that yes. we, you know, they sound a little bit old and ancient. And they're called justification and sanctification. They're really serious words. And so basically what we believe in. I've got time. I know. Like even minutes, now. So. Oh my God, they're hectic. <laughs> and we've got this amazing word called prevenient grace, which really is like there is just this move of God that's constantly kind of almost brewing brooding over you that kind of keeps inviting you into a relationship into a journey and so that's kind of what we believe so we believe that God's there Mm -hmm. always waiting and then we get to moments where we come to some kind of revelation where we kind of come to salvation for some people it is an instant and you know that's it you you know it and there are others where it's it kind of comes in a longer knowing Mm. um and so that's kind of salvation for us so it is either an instant journey or something that takes time but there is a moment where you can see that the the presence of god has been in your life and then we believe in something called sanctification another long word yeah that means basically transformation and the way we've interpreted it, Grace Point, is in kind of the, the way we express ourselves is to say, finding grace, living changed. And we've got to live changed. Mm. And that's kind of, you know, we've got to be held to, to the transforming power of what the gospel needs to do. So we, we're constantly changing. And that's what, that's kind of what we believe. So salvation is, is part of the journey and it's, it's embedded in grace. And so that's where, you know, we're saved by grace through faith. Mm. So how do we, um, so once we are, we are justified? Yep, right justified, yeah, justified, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, how do we, uh, how, I mean, like, what are the practicalities of us being sanctified? Because, because I believe that you're not, you know, you're not just, just sanctified right away, like you're a new person. Yeah. But, uh, but there's processes that, that one has to go through. Yeah. What are. Yeah, you know, I kind of. You yeah. know, when I was like younger, because I'm like so old now. No, come on, get out <laughs> I'm, I'm really, Yeah, I used to think there were like so many one, two, and three. You know yes. what I mean? And like you just you wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. Um, and it would be really easy to to tell that a person was busy changing. And I realized that that's actually a whole lot more complicated. Um, You see it in our actions. You see it in our attitudes. You know, you see it in. For me personally, because this I think was kind of where. you know, for me personally, it's kind of the minute we start to engage with other human beings in a different way, it starts to speak about what's really going on in our souls. Mm. You know, when we start to see that um, the social justice elements of real change, um, we start to we start to not um, find people that are kind of really in, in desperately dire situations and just ignore them but we actually make a difference you know that we we do something about it those are big indicators um for us as a church that we start to we bring about the social change we actually bring we find we we address issues of poverty we address Mm. issues like that that's kind of you know we we start to be different at home we start to be different in our relationships um, I wish I could say to you that um, we always get it right, but we don't. Oh, no. Well, it's a, this was called it's called sanctification. Yeah. We're in a process of yeah. being sanctified, yeah. so you're gonna make some mistakes. Pastor, yeah. uh, Pastor, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Thomas. Yes. Um, do you guys uh, do you guys have any? I mean, what are the processes that one uh, that one has to take part in uh, in order to 
in order to 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 remain in the church or in order to to be changed you know mm-hmm. to become a better person mm-hmm. so in terms of um our beliefs um we we believe that the mormon the, belief yes the mormon belief yeah. is that this life um you know i kept on referring to the mortal journey yeah that this life is a time for us to prepare to go back and live with heavenly father again mm. and so um Heavenly Father, um, being our God, has um, prepared what we would call a plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. And in that plan, Jesus Christ is very much, very much central to it. And hence, he was sent on earth to come and to pay the price for for our sins so that we may be able to, if we repent of our sins, if we um, get baptized in, in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and if we live our lives um, following the commandments of Jesus Christ, that we will then be able to uh, one day be able to go and live in the presence of God again. Okay. And so for us, um, it is very, very important. This journey, this time, this mortal life is a preparatory time for us to be able to know how we're going to live with God in his presence when we do um, um, go back to live with him again. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the whole purpose of our lives is that we prepare ourselves to do that. And so there are many um, um, things that we have to aid us to be able to get there. Yeah, Some of it has to do with the scriptures where we learn from the prophets. Mm-hmm. Some of it has to do with modern revelation that I spoke about so that we receive guidance for our own times today uh, in terms of how we can be able to deal with the issues. And some of it has to deal with us also going into the house of the Lord, which is the temple, uh, which we believe in quite a great deal in our church, that it is important for us to go into the house of the Lord and to, in, in order for us to learn how to live in his presence um, when the time does come. And so um, we believe, therefore, that this life is the purpose of this life. It really is to prepare us to go back and live with Heavenly Father again. So, um, so in your life, do you, uh, when do you know whether, uh, whether you are going to, to get the opportunity to, okay, let's call it heaven, but to get to the high, to, to that high level of those terrestrial, yes. am I saying it right? So, um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess it's simple as you know, like when do you know whether you are going to go to heaven or, or not? Well, we will not know that until the Lord Jesus Christ himself comes back. And we believe that um, there will be the time of reckoning. And yeah. at that particular moment, um, we will then know whether we have lived our lives um, such that we um, are deserving to be in the celestial kingdom yes. or to abide what we will call in the celestial glory. Uh, because for us to be able to abide in the celestial glory, we have to live what we would call a celestial life. And that is a life okay. that is completely dedicated to God and that okay. we do all the things that we can humanly possible because we know we're not perfect. We do not expect that we'll reach perfection in this last lifetime, mm-hmm. but that we do all we can. We give our best offering to our Heavenly Father and that based on that, then we'll be able to abide in the celestial glory. Great stuff. Yeah. Jackie, yeah. Um, it's okay if you differ. It's okay if you agree. <laughs> what is what is your belief? I mean, like, what is your belief on that? Can we 
can do we ever come to a point where we're absolutely sure that we are going to go to heaven? You know, I think that um, I have a sense of surety in in my soul, and I think that you can have it here on earth. Yes. Um, I'm not sure, but the truth is, it's a mystery for all of us. Okay. You know, many people, well, maybe it's an, a stretch, but many people have had experiences, death experiences, near-death experiences, and they speak to us about this realm that is beyond. Some call it heaven. Some have different names for it. Um, for us and for me, I have a sense, yes, there is a sense of real security, um, and you kind of know it deep down. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all going to figure it out at some point. Um, and we're going to see, and we're not going to know it when we're here. We'll have to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how it works. It's the great mystery. And in some sense, that's the mystery that we have to struggle with because yeah. we think we know, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's kind of, um, but, yep. I well, I guess it's probably, it's probably like, you know, like it's like, it's, it's like going and writing a test and you know absolutely sure that you passed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. but up until, up until that moment that those results come out, yeah. it's actually kind of like going for any test. Yeah. I won't say what yeah. test, do you know, yeah, but no, kind no. of going for any test, you're <laughs> like, I know that I'm safe. <laughs> I know that I'm fine. But up until you actually get those results, yeah. you never, uh, Correct. you never actually, actually know, you know, they say Correct. Christ is the, Christ is the hope of. Yeah. Is the hope of glory. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so, so the fact that we have that hope inside of us, you know, it gives us, yeah, it, it, it gives us hope to, to be sure in our, in our walk. Mm. Um, our theme is unity and diversity and we've spoken nothing about it at the moment. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Jackie came in here with the yeah. Bible. I'm sure she was, uh, no, she, she just wants <laughs> to, oh, she was just kind of looking through, you know, she wants to share in this. Uh, Duncan, where are you going? Um, we're gonna, we're gonna play a song. Duncan is busy walking out. Um, we're gonna play a song and, uh, and, uh, just for the last, for the last 10 minutes, just kind of really, um, just kind of really share on this unity and diversity and how it is that we can work together, um, yeah, as South Africans mm-hmm. to, to celebrate great. Heritage Day. Right after this. This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the open book, uh, with myself, Luis Obala. The, our theme today is unity in diversity and, uh, we're gonna just for the next for the next five minutes that we have left, just speak about the subject. Uh, speaking to Jackie Rivers from uh, from Grace Point Church, which is a Methodist church, and uh, and also Babu Thomas uh, Dube. Dube. Yeah, Dube. Babu Thomas Dube from uh, from the. It's it's it, it, it's a long name. I mean, I know I, I know I know that I call it I call it as the Mormon <laughs> Church, but I should really be calling it the the Church, church of Jesus of Christ, Christ of Latter Day Saints. Latter-day Saints. Oh yeah, I just I mean after a while after saying it a few times, <laughs> it's actually not that so not that hectic. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so it is it is Heritage Day today. Correct. Um, in uh, in South Africa, what? Um, Jackie, let me start with you. Ladies first, <laughs> and it is Thursday, you know, so yeah. it is Ladies' Day, yeah. according to the Methodist. The Ladies' Church actually kind of yeah. what is it? The Ladies' Service. Yeah, what on yeah. Thursdays? We always women get together on Thursdays. Yes. Yeah. So, we so that's perfect. How do um? What do you guys do to preserve? I mean, like to uh, to preserve your your heritage, and I guess the heritage of South Africa. I mean, we, we love the, this day in the calendar and usually we have a whole lot of celebrations in our broader church. Um, people come in traditional dress mm-hmm. and, um, people get really excited about the different parts of our culture and the different expressions that we come from. One of the things that's really great about the church is that people come from very different 
walks of life and they've come from very different places and so people come and they express that um, in their dress in some of the food that we yeah. eat um, food's a big one and so we have a whole lot of celebrations and then of course we have a soccer match Oh. Yeah, we have a soccer, a little soccer league and they get pretty hectic with the soccer league. And so that's what we do. Um, and, and right throughout our church, you know, today also one of the things that we do is today is also Black Thursday. Um, oh. we wear black, um, on Thursdays just, um, to, to really recognize the many women that have been abused, um, and oh, wow. in our country. So there are a couple of things. I was that, getting worried there. First, I was like, are you yeah. Weird? No, okay, we have black Thursday. Yeah. 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 So that's also part of the thing that, that, that we do. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much. And we often kind of celebrate our, our heritage, um, you know, on, on, in church, um, we, we as a family kind of have all grown up in, in, in South Africa. And when Daniel was at Saints, you went to Saints. So you said, you know what I yes. did to Daniel? Daniel is, my your, son, is your son. Yeah, yeah, my son, my 20 year old son. Now he's almost 20. When it was Heritage Day, I decided that Daniel needed to get, you know, come dressed up in the full expression of what it meant to be in Africa. And so I thought that's yes. what you would do on Heritage Day Absolutely. at school. So I dressed him like that for the first day. And Why did you dress him? I <laughs> just kind of dressed him in, you know, kind of, I didn't go as far as, um, you know, leopard or cheetah or, um, yeah. skin, but we kind of, we, we, we were out okay. there. Okay. Um, he went to school like that. No, do you know nobody went to school? Like that. They all serious? had, yeah, they just had springbok tops on and they just had, um, not that that's bad, um, but you know, so I kind of, I think sometimes we, we look at our heritage and it's, it becomes very much ours and we don't like to share it. And I hope that, um, we get to actually share and even enjoy one another's heritage. Um, so I've learned a whole bunch of things in our church about what to wear and what not to wear, but often wearing different outfits expresses heritage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've even eaten. Like, <laughs> I've eaten. Like, I won't tell you what worms I've, and all sorts. Ah, no, trot, you name it. Trotters. Trotters. Mr. Duber, heritage, um, heritage, heritage day. Well, first, uh, I'd like to say that, um, of course, the church is, um, you know, uh, is there in, in, in so many countries, in so many cultures. Yes. And therefore, in terms of our programs, in terms of the way we do things, um, just to give you an example, you know, we, we are published uh, in over 180 languages, mm. um, which for us is important in being able to um, take the message forward. And so language um, is, a, is a very important part of that. Um, we also, I mean, um, you know, uh, pretty soon in the next month or so, we'll be releasing what we call a triple combination okay. of our scriptures in Zulu and Klosa. And, uh, which is a big deal for us. And wow. so th there's a lot of work that we do mm. in, in that space. But just to say that, um, of course we do have a common heritage and that is, you know, our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and that, um, that actually brings us together as a people, but also recognizing the strengths that each person brings in the uh, diversity in making sure that, um, we are able to be strengthened. And, um, and learn from, from, from one another. Absolutely. No, thank you so much to, to both of you. Um, that was Babu Thomas Gumede.
Dube. Uh, oh, Dube. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also Jackie Rivers from, uh, from, from Grace Point Church in Lone Hill. I really appreciate you guys coming out on this Heritage Day to, Thank you. to, Thank uh, to you. really just come to, to really just share with us. I think as diverse as we are, we need to always come back to the point that it is Christ, um, who has, who has brought all men. You know, to him, and that um, sometimes it's not about it, 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 it's not about where we belong, but mm-hmm. always knowing that we actually all kind of belong to Christ, and that it is okay. Him that we should um, that we should learn about, and that is where our growth and our sanctification mm-hmm. is going to come from. Correct. This is Lewis in the Open Book, and thank you so much for being with us. Thank, thank you. you, thank you very much. This is CliffCentral.com.